0: On radio. Right. On radio.
1: And a happy Sunday to you. Word up, word up, word up. That's right. It is Word Up Sunday, where we read the Word of God to you because the Word of God is good for you every single day. But today is Sunday, and this is the day that we do it along with you, and I am so pleased to be joined by my lovely and beautiful, intelligent, God-fearing, God-serving co-host, Jesse (coughs) Zabu.
2: Good morning. Sorry, I got a tickle in my throat, right, as you were saying all that.
1: (laughs) Well, at least it wasn't tickling your ears, because they were just meant to be genuine words.
2: That's right. (laughs) So... Yes. Good morning. Good morning. I'm excited for today's scripture reading. It's, it's just so powerful. I don't know how other people feel about it, but I know when I hear the word of God, there's just something that stirs my heart even more. So I'm really excited for today.
1: Uh, I am too. And today, by the way, Jesse, we have a special guest. We do. Uh, yeah. Do you want so- to tell,
2: tell us about her?
1: Well, you know what, why don't I read uh, the chapter that I have first, and then, and I know yours and mine tie together, and we we just basically just said what we were going to read. We, we didn't plan this in advance, uh, but I think ours go really well together, uh, and why don't I read first, and then I will play our special guest, and then come back to Jesse, because I believe Jesse has a little bit of a teaching as well to go on. And and Jesse, if I put you last, people will stay all the way through the show.
2: <laughs> I see you have an alternative motive, but I hope they're not staying just to hear me.
1: <laughs> the Lord grants me wisdom, Jesse. What can I say? <laughs> oh, and by the way, one quick announcement. Uh, as per the tons of requests we get, we will be getting back to Revelation Sunday sooner than you think it is coming. Let's say the end of the month. Fair. All right. All right. So uh, we, Jesse and I prayed right before coming on, but I think it's uh, perfect to say a prayer again and say it with you and actually for you as well, Jesse, would you lead us in a quick prayer?
2: Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we just come before you humbly today, Lord, and we thank you that that you've given your life that um, we might be free of sin, that we might come and, and hear your word. Your word says that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We ask that as we hear your word today, that you would grant us life. And we ask this in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen and amen. So today I'm going to be reading from James 1. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes who are dispersed abroad, greetings. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him, but he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind, for that person ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, the brother or sister of humble circumstance is to glory in his high position, but the rich person is to glory in in his humiliation because like flowering grass, he will pass away for the sun rises with its scorching heat and with withering the grass and the flower falls off and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed. So also the rich person in the midst of his pursuits will die out. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. No one is to say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then... When lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it has run its course, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers and sisters. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the exercise of his will, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. You know this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Now everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For a man's anger does not bring about the righteousness of God, Therefore ridding yourselves of all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness in humility receive the word implanted which is able to save your souls but prove yourselves doers of the word and not just hearers who deceive themselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and does not and is not a doer he is like a man who looks ...at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who has looked intently at the perfect law, the law of freedom, and has continued in it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an active doer, this person will be blessed in what he does." If anyone thinks himself to be religious, yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this person's religion is worthless. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Thank you heavenly father for that word. Be encouraged yes. brothers and sisters. Be encouraged. All right, Jesse, oh, you know what? Before I got a funny story before I get to the uh to our special guest if I may. Definitely. Jesse, I time traveled this morning. <laughs> I cannot explain it. My wife has an explanation, which I'll put out there just for those, you know, this morning I got out of bed. It was just before six. I stood up, you know, put on my, uh, my morning clothes and it was just before six. I went downstairs. I put on the pot of coffee, you know, I, uh, I grabbed my phone, you know, I, I go outside, uh, to sit on my patio and I look at my phone and it's seven forty-seven. In the morning. I have no idea. I thought, did the clocks go forward? Did something did I forget? I think I time traveled. Now my wife suggests that perhaps it's my eyesight starting to fail me, and I looked at the clock wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, I'm I'm thinking I time traveled. (laughs) Listen, Uh, let let me tell you. let me tell you the story about our guests. So I believe it was Tuesday of this week. And if you're not on our Telegram channels, you got to join. We have uh, several channels. We have a chat channel. We have a digs channel. We have our Right On Radio official channel. And we have a channel dedicated to prayer. Those are our four main channels. Please do join Telegram. But what's been happening is... Uh, uh, we've been going on and doing random voice chats. And actually, Jesse even joined, I believe it was on Thursday, which was such an amazing time. But on Tuesday, Jesse, w- we had such an amazing time in the Lord. And and one of our listeners, I'm not going to name her name, but anyone who was on the chat uh, knows who it is, came out as a pretty high profile survivor. And it was moving. Uh, it was this person's first time giving their testimony. Uh, they've been having a hard time getting the words out, you know, whenever they've, she's tried to tell people they've thought she's crazy. And uh, it was a really emotional time, but on that call as well, was a person's uh, by the name of Heidi and she goes by nutshell and I was so impressed with her discernment, with her uh, her prayer over this person, and just a just a lovely person. And it's from Australia as well. And so I reached out to her in a in a direct message and asked her to send a word. And I trust the word that will come for her from her will bless you all. So she sent two quick videos. Uh, one is her reading. And the second one is a quick prayer, okay? So let's welcome one of our audience members, Heidi. Today
0: we're reading Ephesians chapter 2 We were by nature deserving of wrath but because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy made us alive with christ even when we were dead in transgressions it is by grace you have been saved and god raised us up with christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in christ jesus in order that in the coming ages Why I just love this section of the Bible is because it really gets down to what it means to be a Christian and the heart of the Bible. So many people in the world have this really warped view of what being a Christian means. Um, So let's just really unpack this and see what does it really mean. Well, the first part, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. This means that we were spiritually dead. We were separated from God. We couldn't have a relationship with him. You followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Well, the ruler of the kingdom of the air is Satan. And every single one of us is guilty of following the ways of the world and disobeying God. The next part says, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. The first part says that all of us lived among them at one time. All of us have lived in a way that hasn't pleased God. And we deserve God's wrath and punishment for what we've done. Because we have broken his rules in so many ways. Um, I want to just paint a little word picture for you for a moment. I want you to imagine that in this book is written all of the ways that I have wronged God ever in my whole life. My big history of naughty things that I have done. And um, I want you to picture that the hand that I'm holding out in front of me represents me and that above me is just the brightest light that you can imagine and that represents God and all His goodness and holiness. Well, my big fat book of ugly sin, when I put that on top of my hand it makes me be in a a big shadow from that great big bright light and blocks me from being friends with God, blocks me from a relationship with Him this is what it means to be dead in our sins. So, if nobody is good enough for God, then does that mean we're all doomed? Well, no, let's keep going. The next section says, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. So because of God's love and mercy, he made a rescue plan because... He knew that we were dead in our sins and we couldn't fix the problem ourselves. So he sent Jesus, who is God in human flesh, God's son sent to earth. And if we go back to my um, big book of sin resting on my hand, I'm now holding up my other hand and that represents Jesus. And because he was God in human flesh, he did not he didn't do one thing wrong. He was perfect and innocent. And so there is no book resting on this hand of sins or anything like that. And so when he died on the cross, he took the wrath that we deserve. He took the punishment that we deserve for all the ways that we've wronged God. So there ends up being a swap. The book on my hand gets moved over onto Jesus and he took our sins when he died on the cross which is the best news of all the next part says even when we were dead in transgressions transgressions means just we're dead in our sins it doesn't say that jesus saved us because we tried really hard to follow god's rules it says that he saved us even when we were dead in our sins even when we were, we were undeserving and the next part says it is by grace you have been saved grace is the best word of all it means getting something really really great that you don't deserve which is being God's child and eternal life in heaven it also means not getting something bad that you do deserve which is God's wrath for sin and punishment. Hell. The next section says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Wow. I love this part. He seated us with Him in the heavenly realms. We are so special to God for Him to treat us like that when we don't deserve it. The next part says, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. I want you to imagine a really tall building in a city and it has a big lightning rod on the top of it because um, a lot of the tallest buildings have got those lightning rods so that when lightning comes down, it hits that lightning rod and it gets goes down safely to um, the ground, is earthed, And all the buildings and everything else that are surrounding that lightning rod um, don't get hit and are saved from that. Um, Well, Jesus is our lightning rod. The wrath that we deserve, the wrath of God, that lightning bolt, um, went to Jesus when he died on the cross. And he took that lightning bolt for us, that death that we deserved. So we don't have to. The next section says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. So faith, having faith in Christ Jesus to be your savior, to be your lightning rod. The next part says, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. That there isn't anything that you can do to make yourself acceptable to God. Nothing you have to come as you are with all of your Rotten disgusting secrets and things that are in your life. You come as you are to God and It's not by works. You don't have to earn Salvation I want you to picture uh, a Ladder a lot of people think about being Christian wrongly as like a ladder it's a very religious thing that well you know there are a lot of religions that they're like a ladder aren't they you work your way up by being good and following the rules and eventually you make it well this section in the bible lets us know we throw the ladder out christianity is not about climbing a ladder up so that god will like us it is more about a rescue helicopter that has this great big rescue rope coming down with jesus saying here i'm gonna save you and we're drowning in this big ocean where we can't save ourselves and jesus is there and we just have to have faith in him to save us that section also says it is the gift of god what Chris? what jesus offers us eternal life is a Free gift we can't earn it but a gift can be accepted or rejected so you have to make a decision are you going to accept what jesus offers or reject it and the very last section says for we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do so doing good works comes after we're saved and we have and we have faith in God but it's kind of like a horse and a cart okay imagine a horse and then a cart comes after it the horse is like having faith and being saved by Jesus Christ's death on the cross and then the cart is the good works that comes after once you're saved it says we're God's handiwork he's created us to do good works so we should do good works if we're Christians, because that's we're God's handiwork, and that's what He made us to do, and He prepared for, for us to do that. But don't get the, whore, the don't get the cart before the horse. Don't think it's good works, and then you're saved? No. You're saved by Christ's death, and then the good works come next. So do you want to say yes to the free gift of eternal life that you don't have to earn? Do you want Jesus to be your lightning rod? Take the wrath of God that you deserve. And do you want your big fat book of ugly, horrible sin that you've done to be paid for by Jesus? Then you can pray a prayer of faith. I'll pray right now. You're the all-powerful God of the universe. You are so much stronger than Satan. You are all-knowing and all-powerful. We want to say you are Lord. You are Lord God. We thank you for having grace and mercy on us. When we were sinners and we didn't deserve your love, and we broke your rules in so many ways, which we are so sorry about. You made a rescue plan by sending Jesus God in human flesh to live a perfect life and then to die on a cross, a death that he didn't deserve, to be the substitute for us, to take our punishment. We want to say yes to the free gift of eternal life and we want to ask you to pay for our sins through Christ's death and say yes to being your child. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen.
1: And if you just said that prayer along with Heidi, uh, please send an email to writeonjeff at gmail.com and I will forward it on to the ministry. Jessie, she paints the picture of God's perfect plan. She's the displayer of God's truth from down under. I think I'm going to invite her back. That was I think she should. That was
2: amazing. So applicable. You know, so applicable and just breaking it down so simply for people. She really has a gift for teaching. Um, I would love to have her on or have her doing more. I was sitting there thinking we should have her on Revelation Sundays with us.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know what? (laughs) She followed our format. Quite (laughs) honestly, uh, I I actually had the same thought. Um, Listen, that was just beautiful. I was, I was moved by, tell you the truth. (laughs) I was really moved by, in fact, um, just thinking about her and thinking about Australia and what they're going through. But let's just say a prayer for Australia. Because if there's anywhere that's suffering right now under this uh, uh, even admitted NWO, um, you know they're they're saying it out loud down there now. They're taking children yeah. away from parents. Uh, they're you know the police are out of control, uh, beating up people for not wearing you know things on their face, and and uh, yeah. Heavenly Father, we just we just bring Australia before you. Lord, it seems to be an example of what the evil one wants to do, and and God, we know it's by your permission. We know you will get the glory in the end from this, Lord, but your people are suffering, and Lord, we just pray that your light shines even brighter on them, Lord, that people realize they have freedom in you, and God, they do not have to acquiesce to these uh, totalitarian agendas, and Lord, we pray that the people of God and, and people who don't know you yet team up with people of God and become one voice in righteousness to stand up against this, mm-hmm. Father God. And we pray for your divine protection over everyone in Australia, the beautiful people of Australia and around the world who are suffering and all these other countries as well. But today, God, I just want to focus on Australia. And we thank you for Heidi, who is also known as Nutshell for that beautiful display of your word. Amen.
2: Thank you, Lord.
1: All right. And now, the moment you've been (laughs) waiting for. She is here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for a name there. Um, No, I wanted to say, I wanted to answer a question quick out of the audience before um, I read here today. And it was in connection to uh, the term Lord and a lot of individuals are coming out saying that that's a oh. Oh, saying sorry that's a that. satanic saying that's a satanic term, or it's a term um, for Jesus, or or sorry, not for Jesus, but for Satan or the enemy. That the Luciferians use that. So I just want to really confront that with the truth. Um, you know, many times in Scripture, uh, both Old and New Testament. Um, God is called the Lord, um, Jesus throughout the new Testament is called Lord many times, not just by the disciples, but by other individuals. And if you break, you know, I'd encourage people to really look into the Greek words, um, that are translated their Lord, um, there's a great book, it's really old and I don't know if anybody else could find it. I've got like one copy <laughs> of it. It's from like the early 1900s and it's called Master of My Heart. And in that book, um this biblical scholar breaks down those Greek words for Lord. And as he breaks those down, you know, he he says, you know, Lord, what does it mean? It means that You know, the one that we give all allegiance to, the one that we submit fully to, um, the one that we give all authority and sovereign rule of over our lives. And at the end of the book, you're left with one question. You know, the question is, will I allow the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Lord of Lords over my life? And it's such a powerful concept, you know, as you get into that question, you know, there were times through my life that, you know, I'd be struggling with emotions or, you know, on the verge of sadness and depression, and I'd be like, God, I don't understand this, these feelings are so overwhelming, I just can't take it. And he would say, will you allow me to be Lord of that? And there came that moment where I'd have to surrender and say, okay, Jesus, will you be Lord over my feelings and emotions? And slowly everything in my life, it's come to that moment where it's like, will I let him be the sovereign Lord over that? So for me, when I use that, I use that term a lot um, to me, because of that book, because of that constant, having to learn that discipline of surrender to his lordship, it's a very enduring term to me. So when I call him Lord, it goes back to, you know, you are the one I've surrendered everything to, and I I hold nothing back from you. So, you know, we need to be careful when people say stuff, not to just throw or chuck things out the window, um, you know, and really examine it in light of, God's word and in connection with our relationship with him and not allow the enemy to steal things that are so precious to our faith away from us. So, um, I just wanted to give a good answer on that before I got into the
1: scripture. That's a brilliant answer, Jesse. And if I can interject just as you're getting your Bible ready, um, because there's a lot of people who receive that and and we know, and I'll, I'll just give you my own testimony in this, there's been times in my life since becoming a born-again Christian that, you know, it's been hard to make him the Lord of my life. Uh, there's been times that, uh, you know, because, I, let's face it, I've sinned since becoming a born-again Christian that I was ashamed and I didn't want to face God. And, uh, you know, how could I make him a Lord of my life? How can I even read his word? I've, I've been, at, I've been in slumps where I couldn't even pick up the book and read it because of my shame. And I knew the conviction mm-hmm. it would bring when I read the Bible. And so, you know, as I grow in maturity and, you know, this is, this is a training that we're going through. Um, as I learn more it's it's actually the reading of the Word of God um, and praying, you know, pray for your understanding, pray as you read the Word of God, that protects you from the sin. The more you read the Word of God, the more time you spend with the Word of God, the less time the you'll fall into the enemy's traps. And quite honestly, I think we give the enemy way too much credit. I think it's our own flesh that is actually one of the biggest, uh, challenges in our, you know, or it's our fallen nature, our fallen flesh that, uh, takes us away from things. And, you know, probably some of the mockingbird media programming that we've uh, received that fuels that flesh, but still, um, you know, it's just the reading of the word, spending time with him. And the more we do that, the better our walk with him becomes. So Thank you for that word, Jesse. And yeah, he, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. That's right. There it's is. one of those,
2: you know, scripture, I'm a bit, you know, a literalist. And so, you know, the way that I read scripture, it, you know, in revelations, it says, you know, on his thighs is written King of Kings and Lord of Lords, you know? So if there, it says he is the Lord You know that's what he is, and um, yeah. So,
1: but anyway, literal interpretation as well. I believe you know sometimes there's parables and things like that, and we understand the reason for them. But the word of God is literal.
2: Amen. I agree. All right. So today I'm reading for from First John chapter one, and it says that that which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared and we have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and we have heard so that you also might have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live in the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. And as I'm going to do a little teaching on this, I'm going to bring in one more verse, um, James 5, 16. And it says, um, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So, you know, one of the things that the Lord has given to me to do is really to equip the body of Christ and to help individuals understand you know, what are these divine weapons of warfare that God has given us? And how do we use them? How do we put them into practice in our lives? Um, so the one that I want to talk about today is confession. Um, in First 1 John 1, 1.9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, one thing we're going to notice with each of these um, weapons is that really they are a spiritual discipline. As we put that discipline into practice in our lives, it's going to bear fruit. So, you know, that's why I read James 5, 16. As we confess our sins, what is the fruit that is going to come out of that? Um, You know, it says... The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So there's a formula here that this verse gives us. Um, You know, what is is that process? First, you know, we confess. And I'll say that, you know, this verse focuses on the confessing of sins. But there's other scripture verses, too, that talk about that word confess. And it can be something that... We acknowledge our sins, but it also can be acknowledging who God is and his mighty power. You know, his word says that if we confess Jesus Christ is Lord, that we shall be saved. So confession can be both, you know, the acknowledgement of our sins, but also the acknowledgement of who God is in our lives. So as we do that, as we confess, um, you know, we're given a promise. Um, our part of the discipline is to confess, to acknowledge God also has a part. And, you know, this is an interesting concept that, you know, does God participate as we practice spiritual disciplines? Is there a fellowship and abiding that takes place? Um, you know, it really deals with coming into his presence. So as we do that, um, it says that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us. So He, he's just, he forgives us, and then he purifies us from anything that would make us unrighteous. Unrighteous, sorry. Um, as we do that, um, you know... This is how, you know, if you're struggling with prayer, if you're feeling like God's not hearing you, if you're feeling like he's not answering your prayers, um if you feel like your prayers are empty and void of life, um this is how we solve that problem. We go back to, okay, what do I need to confess? And it may not always be confessing sins, maybe There's things that you need to confess in your life about who God is. You know, is God your healer? Is God your redeemer? Is God the one who justifies? Is God the one who fights and gives vengeance on your behalf? So, you know, all of these things that we confess will restore um, that state of righteousness And as that state of righteousness is restored, then the Lord um, will release things so that the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So I really wanted to just bring that out today to give people that tool. Um, I, you know, I often put a lot of these spiritual disciplines and tools um, on my Patreon. I also uh, will put them up on my Twitter page. So, um, if you want to see more, or hear more, I would just encourage you to go check those places out.
1: And we put a lot of links below. Uh, that was, Uh that was beautiful, Jesse. Uh, it's really humbling to go before the Lord and to confess your sins. But the fact is he already knows the deep, deep, dark secrets in your life. And, you know, um, it's uh, to be humbled is a good thing just uh, and that's why the uh the chapters that were read today and and even what heidi contributed really all go together and that's uh mm-hmm. that's by divine yeah
2: hers hers dealt with the abiding i thought that was funny because um there were two other verses i didn't uh read them but first john four fifteen. And Romans ten eight connects the confession and the abiding. First um, John four fifteen says, "Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, um, God abides in him, and he in God." And then Romans ten eight, it says, "But what do you say? The word of God is near you in your mouth, in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim." And That near you is that idea of the abiding fellowship. So it's interesting how it all just kind of interconnected today.
1: It it is, and you know, God often just works that way. And and even particularly with you and I, Jesse, it seems that we get, uh, you know, the same messages, and then we get together and we, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." you know. And I, you know, I I really think that God does that, uh, you know, just to give the confirmations that it's from Him. Uh, when we do come out with these things and, and some, some of our shows are inspired by just that. Um, speaking of shows, Jesse, we've got a couple big shows this week coming up. Uh, I'm not going to announce them right now, but you'll be seeing, uh, there might even be a bonus show this week coming up. Uh, but they are all going to be big shows that you're going to want to pay attention to. Uh, right below in the description box uh, there is our channel too if you're not subscribed please do subscribe to that and listen you know if each one of you could just take the one second to hit the like button it doesn't affect you in any way it doesn't you know attach Mm -hmm. us it just helps the algorithms and listen we're just putting out the word of god And by the way just uh, you know what's funny this time we had a little bit of preaching but typically we just read the word of God. Did you know that just these word up shows are averaging about 10,000 views each time?
2: Wow. You know, that's encouraging to know that people are really hungry for the word. And I know another um, summer day who we had on our show a while back um, her ministry right now, they have the Bible challenge where they're, you know, reading through the scriptures in a year And so on her YouTube channel, Fear Into Faith, uh, they have people who get on there every single day and they're reading through scripture. And it's just so powerful to see how God moves just from, you know, people coming together to read and to hear the word of God.
1: And what's special about it is it has nothing to do with you or I. People Mm -hmm. are tuning in just to hear the word of God because they don't expect to preach. They don't expect, uh, Intel. Uh, we, we certainly, we don't sell anything on Sundays, you know, don't even mention it. Um, we're just reading the word of God. And you know, if we had a a fancy preach or something like that, but people are that hungry that we get like an average that to me, that's a big number. That's, that's like almost a mega church. And it's just, for the hunger of the word of God. So I see that as an encouraging uh state in, in of times that people are wanting to just get the word of God into them. And faith does come from by hearing, but you gotta That's put right. in, put your faith into action and uh and I encourage you to do so. Any uh any final thoughts, Jesse? I
2: I just you know I think I want to just leave people on that note, you know, thinking about that how important is the word of God to us? And, you know, I think it'd be really encouraging this week if, you know, if we share with one another, um, the words that God's speaking to us or just share, you know, what the word of God means to you and how he's using it to grow your faith. Um, we need to really just encourage each other in that. I think.
1: Amen. And we are called to encourage each other. And don't forget to, uh, by the way, we are we are recruiting for Right On Radio Army. We do have a task for you. So get in the fight. Uh, if you could spare, you know, an hour a week or something like that uh, to join the fight with us, we certainly want you to join. So link below for that. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to mention, Jesse, but it has slipped my mind, so perhaps it wasn't time. we
2: will say, please remember to hit that like button below and to share and subscribe.
1: Amen. That's what I was going to say. You got to hit that yeah. like button. <laughs> we really do appreciate it. So having said that, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.